Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Welcome back to today's issues on American Family Radio. We got 25 more minutes uh, for this show, and we uh, thank you for listening to AFR. Tim with Ed Battagliano and uh, Steve Jordahl now joins us. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. Um, just to wrap up the last segment of this show. Yeah, Tim. I, I got to say, now I, I I generally don't have time to look at our facebook comments so i don't want people to think that i ignore you I, I just don't have time to look but here coming back from the break i did look and first of all i i want to apologize to several people like uh let's see deborah and uh delma uh, and patricia who told me that i don't know what i'm talking about there are breakfast burritos so I mentioned on the last right. segment that I didn't think they were breakfast. You don't think they're breakfast burritos? Well, I thought okay, they were. so now Steve's on. Yeah, f- uh, folks, I-, I apologize. I didn't know that was a thing, but that is a thing because I yep. was talking about uh, Dr. Jill Biden. You just have to ask the first lady who made a comment about breakfast tacos. Oh, and okay. we we were looking for the audio last, and we did find it. Brent Creeley, our producer, our fantastic producer, found it. So I do want to just let the we're not trying to be gratuitous, right? With this, we just think we we owe it to our listeners who may have missed the other seventeen yes. times we played this <laughs> to hear exactly what the first lady said a month ago or so when she was in Texas speaking to a group of Hispanics. Yes, go ahead. Raul helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. <laughs> okay, so that's what she said. How, how were they taking that? Sound like a little... I, little uh... I think they probably took it the way she said it, which she was trying to be complimentary. The first lady, right? I'm but there was a little uh, reaction there in the audience. There, it seemed she... like they were they they kind of clapped a little bit. Breakfast Maybe tacos. Were, first of all, it's bodega, not uh, bogota. Yeah, I know. Bogota, Colombia. Bogota. It's a bodega. Yeah. So I do apologize to our listeners for right. getting the breakfast burrito thing wrong. Right. Uh, some people said that even McDonald's has a breakfast burrito. Pop- oh. They're popular. Yeah. What did I know? Now I've I've learned something on this here show. So. Thank you all. Yeah. All right, Steve. Good morning to you. Good morning. And I was hungry, but no, I'm not. What do you What do you have to add to our show today, Steve? What? Well, <laughs> let's start here because uh, there was the passing of somebody that was significant in history, and I think we should just at least note that it happened. Mikhail Gorbachev, the last of the big three that uh, kind of ended the Cold War, has died at 91. Died yesterday. Mikhail Gorbachev, the last leader of the Soviet Union, uh, he and Margaret Thatcher and Ronald Reagan kind of conspired, if you will, to bring down the Soviet Union. Now, Mikhail was an unwilling participant in this, but the writing was on the wall. And uh, the, why, why do you say he was an unwilling participant? He didn't want he he didn't set out to dismantle the Soviet Union. He did he he necessity 
Because he was he was a, a a leader under Brezhnev and under he was a underling under all of the autocrats and the dictators there. So I think he probably honestly came by some of those tendencies himself. But um, the reality, the political reality, was that uh, Russia, the communism, was not doing well. There needed to be some liberalizing of the economy, and they called it glasnost. Do you remember that? Yeah, it's kind of like the kind of the defrosting. I think yeah. that's what that word means, or something. They like needed that. to warm up to the West. They needed Thawing to take out. a little bit of uh, of uh, capitalism into the communist system in order for them to survive. Yeah, they were not being a, they were not able to keep up with the military spending, right, and the research and development that the United States was doing. For, with billions of dollars under President Ronald Reagan. So what other, uh, it is posited, what other leaders of Russia might have done was gone down with a ship. We are going to take this thing to the bitter end. We are communists and we're going to, you know. Um, but Gorbachev was brave and did some reforming. And it did mean the end of the Soviet Union. Um, and and I, it he was never really appreciated for that in Russia. He kind of died not being very hailed there, but boy, was he a hero to the West. And I wanted to play you a little bit. Um, this is the iconic point. Do you remember 1987, 88, uh, when the Berlin Wall came down and everything unraveled? It seemed to happen in a split second. It that was, was in 89. In 89. Right? Yeah. Well, preceding that, in 1987, I want you to hear um, a little bit of the speech of uh, Ronald Reagan from the Berlin Wall. This is June 12th, 1987, at the Brandenburg Gate, and listen to this. Behind me stands a wall that encircles the free sectors of this city, part of a vast system of barriers that divides the entire continent of Europe. General Secretary Gorbachev, if you seek peace, if you seek prosperity for the Soviet Union and Eastern Europe, if you seek liberalization, Come here to this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. Keep going. Yeah. Hold on. Sorry. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That's that's the line everybody remembers. Right. Yeah. And I but, wanted to mention in the middle. I started to interrupt there, but the, the yeah. applause. And, and he did. In. Yes, he did. And, and he did. Gorbachev did tear down that wall, and uh, Germany was reunited, and uh, the Soviet Union collapsed. Yeah, that was uh, that. What a moment! What a historical moment that yeah. was for those of us who were alive, and and probably just as importantly, those who were alive but who had lived through the Cold War right. between the Free West and the Communist uh, Soviet Union and the Warsaw Pact uh, nations. To see that unfold was miraculous. And by the way, let me just say this: Ronald Reagan could give a speech. Absolutely, but he had some great speechwriters too. Yeah, I think Peggy Noonan. I think she was one of his speechwriters. Uh, but uh, that I just get chills just remembering that. It was an interesting video to watch because uh, they had the long shot of him standing at the gate, and the crowds were just you know. And obviously, you heard that they understood what he said; they didn't have to be translated. Right. And the cheering. 
But in the middle of that cheering, the camera panned over to a spot that was actually over the wall. And there was lines and crowds up against this barrier on the East German side where they were stoic. They weren't clapping. They weren't doing anything. But you could just see in their faces hope that yeah. this was going to happen. It was just an amazing yeah, they, they, It was so bad in East Germany and East Berlin that they couldn't show emotion. They couldn't applaud because they were being watched by the secret police. Yeah, very impressive. Yeah. Next story. All right. Um, well, we've had some economic news. Um, Things are going well, according so to the Biden Well, yes. No, uh, you know, someday, you know, after three or four or ten quarters of negative growth, we might come close to being in a recession, according to them. Um, but the uh, ADP numbers are out. This is the ADP is the payroll company that issues all these payroll checks, and they kind of have a handle on this isn't an official government number but they have a handle on how employment is going by the number of checks they have to write right and uh they um expected to add in this last in august they expected to add 288,000 jobs the number came in at 132,000 they missed it by a big bunch job vacancies rose to 11.2 million in july the economic numbers are not well right but now. But the here's the deal, and maybe we need to, we need to get somebody on who understands, can explain to us if it is explainable what is truly going on across our country when you have so many job openings and not enough people to take those jobs. What's going on? I, I have that question too. They sitting at home. Yeah. Uh, How are they affording to sit at home? That's what I want to ask. Yeah. I mean, I, it's I, we're all seeing these signs. Yeah. Uh, fast food restaurants are offering fifteen dollars for a cook, or I mean, it's just which I is I mean, I spent the weekend with my uh, dad up in Nashville, and we went to a very nice restaurant it's called J. Alexander's. It's a, a chain, but it's a very high end chain. Yeah, empty tables everywhere because they can't get help. They can't get help. Yeah, it, it's we didn't have to it's wait. A, it's but. a national problem plaguing employers, especially in the in the so-called hospitality industry. Right, because I've hotels, restaurants, uh, uh, service stations, convenience store. I mean, all over the place. It's just crazy how uh, how many jobs are out there to be had with nobody to fill them or nobody willing to fill them. That's why I asked somebody here recently, I said, you know, we're now two over two, it's two and a half years after COVID hit and all that we went through. And I, I, I said, you know, some of these fast food places are still not open where you can go in and sit down. I said, what's the deal? I mean, it can't be masks or any of that kind of stuff. And the answer I got was they only have enough staff to, uh, right. to, to run the drive through window. They don't have enough people working to allow sit down <clears throat> traffic. Yeah, and so I, 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 you know, I don't know if all the all the fast food places that are chains are paying fifteen dollars an hour, but you know, for for unskilled work, that seems pretty good. I mean, I, I know obviously you can't, you know, yeah, buy a I house mean, yeah, and all that with you know right. that, but whatever it is has to have something to do with COVID because before COVID, we didn't have the problem, and then the government started handing out all these checks, but the checks have dried up. They yeah, that's, what, that's, that's why I'm, I'm with Tim. Dollars. I'd like to have somebody on. I agree. Where yeah. we could ask Maybe somebody. Rob. Get Rob West on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
All right, next story. Steve. All right, um, the <laughs> these are all stories. I know you guys played the uh, clip of Joe Biden talking. You want about us to the play guns. the taco? Uh, <laughs> breakfast no, taco. Joe Biden quote, quote again. No, I was thinking of the taco, the uh, Joe Biden guns of uh, the Mexico, Mexican Mexico. We played that. We played that one. I know you did. So, but all these are kind of Joe Biden type stories because I want to talk about his approval rating, which right now is not doing that well, but. Um, he's not talking about the border. He is finally talking about police, but his border, let's see, do I even have that this morning? His border, uh, yes, we do. Um, yeah, I want people, I know where you're going with this. I want people to listen to this because do we have audio from this? Yes, we do. Okay. Is this the border patrol guy? Border patrol chief Raul Ortiz is testifying under oath. You'll hear a lawyer objecting. The Border Patrol chief for our country, and I think he works for the president. Is that right? Or the Department of Health? He's Joe Joe Biden's Border Patrol chief. Okay. So uh, he was called to Florida to testify or be deposed, however, in a lawsuit. State of Florida is trying to do something to because the federal government is not in, enforcing our immigration laws as we've mentioned many many times before Joe Biden has decided just to open up the floodgates and let millions of people come into our country uh and that's what's going on and continues to be going on yesterday by the way I was reading where now they're starting to come from the the numbers from Mexico and the uh, what do they call it the Northern Triangle whatever Guatemala El Salvador and we've about emptied out those places and now they're starting to come in droves from Venezuela Colombia and other parts of the world if they can pay to get there so they can just walk across the border now uh but but the Biden administration has been denying they've been gaslighting the country saying no. People aren't coming in and just walking across the border. You heard John Pierre say that specifically yeah. the other day. She said that. So now we want to play with you, play with for you the clip from this gentleman. What's his name? Uh, Raul Ortiz. He's a border patrol. So he's he's a you know He's in charge of the southern border for the president. He, he has no political axe to grind. No. That's obvious anyway. So here's he's what he said. Listen to this. Cut for. Do you agree, Chief Ortiz, that the southern border is currently in crisis? Objection. Yes. Would you agree, Chief Ortiz, that unprecedented numbers of aliens are illegally entering the United States right now? Objection. Yes. When President Biden was elected, did the number of aliens trying to illegally enter the United States increase or decrease? Objection. Increase. Since President Biden was elected, does this document indicate that aliens illegally entering the United States perceive that they will be able to enter and remain in the United States? Objection. Yes. Why is it important to detain and remove demographics that are amenable to the Border Patrol? One, you want to make sure you have consequences. Well, who's, who keeps saying objection? Uh, somebody's been watching a little too much Perry Mason. 
no, this was <laughs> that's a, the attorney the attorney for the Biden administration. For the Biden right? administration, why would he Basically. object? To, those are just very reasonable questions. Well, they could be leading. I don't. I'm not a lawyer. Abe would maybe be able to tell you, but they didn't like the whole line of questions. Well, he answered them anyway. The judge, I believe, prior to this, had ruled in an objection or two like that and said you may answer. So it was kind of on the record. The, the okay, but anyway, merely put well, the bottom the line is the border patrol. The person in charge of our border patrol for the whole country is admitting that our that we're being overwhelmed. Yep. And that people coming illegally to this country understand that the Biden administration policy means they will be able to enter the country and stay here. So yep. when President when candidate Biden said y'all come uh, uh, encourage a border surge, a surge at the border. And we'll pay for all your medical expenses and everything. They're they're taking now President Biden at his word. Yeah, they're coming and they're becoming conservatives. I don't <laughs> well, believe that. Yeah. I, if well, that happens, that they're, would they're, be, be one of the one of the greatest political ironic political. Well you gotta removes. become a citizen before you can vote. Yeah, but, but that's what, but that's yeah. what, that's what the Biden and the Democrats want to do. They want to turn all these folks who are coming by the millions into citizens, then they can vote Democrat forever. Right, and if they turned out to start voting conservative, mm. you would find the Biden administration saying, "Hey, we need to build a b- border boy." They wall. would close that border so we quick. We need to build a wall. They these would. people are coming illegally. Well, you know, the only the only way this is going to uh, well, I say the only way. In, unless Demo- people who vote Democrat start caring about this issue, it's going to be hard to change much. Well, with the current administration. Yeah. You would have to have Democrats saying, you know, we can't continue. Or you have a terrorist action where you say, you know, people, somebody blows up downtown Houston or Dallas or something, or and, and they link them back to coming over the border. Yes, and then everybody's going to say, oh, no, we've been for a secure border all along. We need to build a wall. What you're saying is true because when President – when when Donald Trump became president and wanted to build the wall, of course, the Democrats in Congress, Nancy Pelosi said, not one dollar for the wall. So you're you're right. You can't get any of that done unless you have Democrats in Congress saying, absolutely, we'll fund the, the border protection yeah and when somebody says no not one dollar for the wall you go why why do you why do walls you are immoral that's what the democrats were arguing except when, so except, moral except when they build it around their own homes yes right then it's not immoral it's right. it's it's to protect people from being invaded yes Anyway, go ahead, Steve. All right. Well, it's put his uh, approval rating fairly low right now. He's sitting at 38% of Americans that approve of his job uh, performance. That's down a little bit. He Joe has Biden? Been, yes, he's been hovering around 41. It went up. I'm sorry. Little. It went up to 41 this week. He had been hovering around in the high 30s before. So it's up a little bit, but it is stagnant. It's- he got a little bit of a bounce, it seems like, with the passage of the uh, – Inflation Reduction Act, right? So-called. Yeah. Well, but, but I mean, yeah. people perceived that as being, hey, we're going to step in the right, right direction. Right. Well, gas prices are down. Gas prices came down, but now it seems like he's, again, again now these things can change, and they often do rapidly, but, but it seems like people are now sinking back to the realization. Yeah, but he's still 
40 or below. That's, yeah. that's bad. Oh yeah. For the, for, you're talking about for the yeah. possible impact that yeah. might have on the November yeah. election. He doesn't have a whole lot of coattails is what we're saying. Right. Yeah. I, that's why I think tomorrow's speech in Philadelphia could be a game changer. <laughs> well, they're hoping. <laughs> huh? I think tomorrow he could rock the political world. Oh, why are y'all laughing? Because you're pegging out on the sarcasm meter. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, watch. I, I got a feeling that he's going to bring. But is it more than a feeling? If, I don't know, Boston. More than a uh, feeling. I think, uh, you I, know, let I, me ask I, you. I just think he could bring his uh, C-plus game tomorrow. <laughs> C-plus. Well, let me ask you both this. Yeah. Do, you, do you think, because he did make this speech about uh, talking about I'm I'm going to, uh, I'm asking to, you know, increase spending to have more police. Do you think he goes, that wasn't a, that wasn't in a big city. Do you think he goes to Philadelphia where there are people probably still calling for defund the police and say, I want to bring more police to the streets of Philadelphia. You know, it's, did you do that in Minneapolis? I think he will. I, and the reason is because it's the national speech. And the reason this is all happening, the reason you're seeing victories right now that they could have pulled off forever, but are kind of going against the, the squad and everything is because we're coming up to an election. And, and the they squad have to have, is not going to hammer him if he says that. Because they, they might know it's him, just but but he's now pandering to the American people. If yeah, but I'm saying I'm saying I think the the squad would give him a pass in the lead up to the November election, knowing that what he's doing is pandering only because he's trying to save some seats in the House. Very possible. I want to, and maybe we can end here with this. Um, there is a uh, still got two minutes. I'll talk slowly. Oh, there you go. All right. I'm with you. Well, actually, I wanted to play you a little clip. Um, the electric car maker, Elon Musk, the guy that is uh, in charge of all of Tesla and has his finger on the pulse of the energy market because he wants everything green. Well, he doesn't want everything green. He says, in fact, we can't have everything green. If we do, we're going to end up being very, very sorry. I want you to hear this. This is cut. Uh, I think realistically, uh, we do need to use oil and gas in the short term um, because otherwise civilization would crumble. Um, so in order for civilization to continue to function, uh, we, we do need oil and gas. And I think actually, uh, especially these days with the, the Russia sanctions, uh, uh, we do need to provide oil and gas to keep civilization hey. running. I think any reasonable person would conclude. I think that's a, is that not a polka band? <laughs> What that song was in an that? energy. Uh, I don't know what the name of the song is. I think he was speaking at the county fair there. <laughs> it was the county fair in Norway, uh, if, that, if that's the case. Hey, by the way, uh, the other morning, yes, I, I stopped somewhere and I saw a uh, a car that I didn't recognize, and I asked the gentleman who owned it. I said, "What kind of car is that?" And he said, "It's a Tesla." And uh, that was the first one I'd seen. I know they've been around, but they're, they're just, they only make electric vehicles or do yes. they make hybrids as no. well? No, it's electric. It's just electric. But it was cool looking. Yeah. Oh, they I are. Mean, it looks like a, like a Corvette or a, it's a sporty looking car. They have different models. Some I wanted them. to, you know, I, I don't steal cars, but I, <laughs> had he gone to the as restroom <laughs> inside, I was tempted. You take a test drive in one of those things, you will never... You will never be satisfied with a. Uh, oh, is that right? Oh man, is it, is it, is it, you? Yes. Is it quiet? Yes. 
Okay, okay, so you don't, so you don't hear, huh? No, you don't hear anything. All electric vehicles are quiet. You hear the wind, That's you hear the I'm tires saying. on the road, and then you feel pressed back. But, I mean, if you got the radio on, you. obviously, you hear you the to, uh, but music. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway. Uh, and it, was, get, it gets up and goes. Yeah, he said he could drive 350 miles, and then he's got to recharge for like 15 to 30 minutes. And that's like what he that. meant by civilization would collapse. You got to have oh, fossil fuels to recharge. Elon Musk vehicles. is a reasonable man. Yeah. He's not uh, crazy with the green stuff. All right, we'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Have a great day.